This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Fulhamish is brought to you by NordVPN, a way of accessing sports matches, TV shows and films which aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location to a country which is showing the event. For instance, if you want to follow the Ashes or the Formula One this summer whilst you're on holiday using your existing subscriptions, you can do that just by flicking back your location to the UK. Or if you find a channel overseas that shows the sports matches you want at a much cheaper price, you can flick your location over to there and get around the geo blocks that are in place. NordVPN is roughly the same price as a cup of coffee a month and you can very easily make your money back with the savings you'll find on subscriptions, flights and so many other things. Right now, you can grab an exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash Fulhamish to get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan plus a bonus gift. Best of all, it's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Once again, that's nordvpn.com slash Fulhamish. Ladies and gentlemen, it is showtime. Please welcome the team of the Fulhamish podcast. It's the Fulhamish Podcast, your independent voice of Fulham FC. My name's Sammy James and welcome to the show. Today we'll be reacting to Fulham's new kit. Do you like it? Do you hate it? There's definitely a a mixture of opinion out there and we'll try and reflect it on today's podcast. We'll also react to the news of uh, Fulham's new sponsor, another gambling sponsor, getting it in before the government says that they can't. We will also touch on the fact that uh, Willian might be leaving and the entirety of Fulham Twitter has lost their heads over it. I'm joined today to discuss the new kit and everything else by Stephen Sheldrake. Hello. Hello. It's good to be back. I like that you're wearing the pink training top just to get you in the mood. Gets me in the uh, pre-season vibes. <laughs> it does look good. I do need to cop one of those. Jack Stroudy, hello. Hi, mate. You okay? Yeah, good. Thank you. And live from Canada, happy Canada Day to Ben Jarman. Hello, Sammy. Thank you for having me on. When is Canada Day? 1st of July. Okay, so Canada Day is is on Saturday. Um, what do you do on Canada Day? Have more poutine? Do you have extra maple syrup? What, what goes on Canada Day? <laughs> uh, everyone goes away to somewhere else for the long weekend. So right now I'm in a ferry queue waiting to go to Gibsons, which is a, a part of British Columbia up on the coast. And yeah, we genuinely have more poutine. We drink lots of beer and yeah, just take time out and do loads of outdoorsy stuff. Fantastic. So exciting! All the all the all the lovely Canadians having their special day. Uh, isn't that wonderful? <laughs> right, let's have a look then at um, the new kit. The new home kit has been released. The away kit hasn't been released, but strong rumours that it is pink, uh, which uh, I- I'm sure will be music to Stevens' ears, considering he's wearing a pink training top. Um, the, I mean, the kit uh, is kind of what was rumoured. Really, um, it's. 
uh, Adidas, as you know, um, and they uh, did a lovely video, actually, uh, the club. Um, so there's kind of like black shoulders and then you've got the, uh, the the classic three Adidas stripes also on the shoulders uh, going up towards the neck. Uh, the right hand side is red stripes. The left hand side is white stripes. And uh, there's kind of one of those false collars. It's got like a collar button, but no actual collar on it um Stephen Sheldrake your first thoughts on uh, on Fulham's new strip uh, well I love it uh straight from the off as you say Sammy it was it was semi kind of leaked beforehand but there's so many fake kit concepts out there that you never know what to believe I think it looks really really nice I think I'm so glad that we are uh continuing to work with Adidas I feel like that represents a part of Fulham's history that's really special to a lot of fans especially in our generation, um, you know, that initial uh, promotion winning season in the championship, um, you know, all those years ago. And it, it just heralds back to so many great memories. Um, so I like that we continue our partner with Adidas, the sponsor we will, of course, discuss in further detail. But the general look, I really, really like it. And uh, I'll, I'll definitely be buying it this season. All right. So, uh, so Stephen's copping. Uh, ben, I-, I feel like safe to say from the reaction you gave on the Fulhamish WhatsApp that uh, you might you <laughs> might not be copping. No, I don't think I will be, to be honest. I-, I think it's one of those that hasn't really done it for me whatsoever. I don't really like the black sleeves at all. I think when I compare it to the kit we had last season, it's night and day in terms of quality. Last season was really clean i love the piping around the the collar around the arms last season it had it had some sort of heritage beyond you know just a templated design which i think this year kind of is there isn't really any indicators that yeah there's there's no heritage look back in in this latest kit um it's going to take me a while to get used to i think and actually uh, i th- i think Stephen alluded to it it was leaked a long time ago so it's not like this has been a a bit of a surprise for the fan base this morning. There's been a lot of rumours of the kit coming out and looking like that for a long time now. I'm I'm really, really excited to see what the away kit looks like because I think Fulham actually whiffed on it last year um, and it wasn't a great one. So I'm looking forward to Fulham coming out of a bang and hopefully giving us the pink away kit we all deserve. <laughs> the pink one, we do deserve it, John. We do deserve it. Uh, Jack, uh, your your instant thoughts. Are, are you in the middle? Uh, it would certainly be nice and symmetrical if you were. Uh, I, I don't mind it. I think it's all right, to be perfectly honest with you. It's, it's pretty simplistic. You know, the design's nice. I like the stripes uh, on the shoulders, the one side red and one side white. Um, obviously, we're going to get into the sponsor um, and whatnot, but I think that the actual sponsor looks really good on the kit. You know, a lot of the times you've seen new sponsors come on and it looks absolutely dreadful. I think this one looks quite nice. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm a fan. I mean, will I be buying it for £80? Probably not. But, you know, maybe towards the end of the season, if they, you know, do a bit of a discount, I might I might be tempted. Yeah, that is the thing, isn't it? Will you be buying it? Well, I don't tend to pay £80 for my garments, um, so probably not. But yeah, as you say, end of season sale, because um, I'm a tight git, maybe I'll uh, think about it. Um, I mean, I think it's okay. I'm I'm in agreement with Jarms. I think last season's is so much nicer. 
if we then get a good away kit this season, then maybe that's the compromise. You know, the home kit's not as good. But then again, I think back to some away kits. I mean, I always think the absolute nadir was the orange trim on the marathon bet shirt. One of the first seasons we had in the championship. Where why why orange was anywhere near our kit? Um, whoever did that uh, should never get a job in design ever again. Um, but one thing, Stephen, that I am... I was honestly just so relieved because I couldn't bear the abuse that we'd have got this season was that the rumoured Tommy Hilfiger look shorts, um, which looks much more like something that you should be rocking at the beach uh, rather than on a football pitch, turned out to be nonsense. It's a fairly plain black shorts and black socks, which is a little bit novel for Fulham. Yeah, I was going to comment on that. You know, having a look at the shop, it seems like the black socks are the default and the white are the uh, change socks. Now, how much that actually is stuck to in the season, we'll find out. But um, that's, a, yeah, an interesting little change there. Um, yeah, I, I went for the tactic last season of um, loving the shirt and I was like, oh, I'm going to wait till the end of the season to get it because it was about £70, I think, when it first came out. And then we just ran out of home shirts. And I got to, like, February, and I was like, okay, when's it coming back in? And they just never came back in. So that's probably why I'm so keen to get a bloody home shirt now, because I missed out last year. Um, I mean, £72 with your 10% off as a season ticket holder is a chunky amount of money, isn't it? It's quite eye-watering. But uh, it's, it's good to have those Premier League badges slapped on them as well, a little reminder. And... Yeah, I think I think you know there's not too much to say about the shorts really. I mean, they're, they're pretty bog standard. Um, they look the same as they do every year. But um, yeah, I think I think it'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and for the kids, they uh, they get a different sponsor. They get Royal Caribbean Cruises, um, which is a bit different. Um, feels like a, a throwback to the days where you actually managed to get quite a fun uh, sponsor. Although that logo uh, and our kit, the blue and the yellow, uh, absolutely does not go. So uh, re- almost reasonably glad that's not our main sponsor. Although I probably would prefer Royal Caribbean Cruises to just another Asian facing bookmaker uh, like work we've landed ourselves with um this year uh, i mean ben um i feel like the the reaction online has been uh kind of mixed really a bit like this podcast i think there's there's some people that love it some people that hate it whereas last year i felt like there was pretty much universal approval of the home shirt well i don't have much online presence anymore because i'm no longer on twitter so i only get a very small insight into what people say via the instagram comments and some people are very much saying cop. Some people very much saying definitely not copying that and dropping it. So I think it's one of those middle of the road ones. And for me, I think it's going to be one of them jerseys that grows on you. And maybe, yeah, if you, you might cop it in the end of season sale if it's 50% off. I, I just want to top up on your point on the Royal Caribbean. I actually really enjoy that the, like the youth get a different sponsor because it sort of detracts away from the betting uh, links there. And actually, it's it's just nice that they don't have a plain-fronted shirt anymore because that looked really weird the last few seasons where you have that wonderful shirt and it just doesn't have a sponsor on it. I guess there's a, an element to it where it looks great because of the cleanliness. But yeah, them having like Royal Caribbean on there pops a little bit with the blue and yellow. Um, I kind of, yeah, don't necessarily agree with your point. I don't think it's the worst sponsor I've ever seen. But I do like the fact that we have alternate sponsors now. And I also like the fact that I think uh, I read in the press release that the Fulham Foundation are going to get a couple more games on it this season as well. Mm. Yeah, I always find it quite odd when I and I I don't 
I, I understand the sentiment, but like you see parents complaining that the kids don't get to wear the shirt with the sponsor. It's like, why, why do you want your kid to, to be a, a walking billboard for, for another company? But I do, <laughs> I do get what they're on about because they're obviously kids want to emulate their heroes and they don't think of it. And, and weirdly, you know, it is a way of us differentiating kits over the years. You think it's either the pizza hut kit or the LG kit or the dabs.com kit. And, um, so I do, I do get it, but also at the same time, I, I, I'd love a clean shirt. I remember when Huddersfield did that kind of weird gimmick the other season. Uh, I mean, it was all funded yeah. by a, that was all funded by a bookmaker as well. But that kit was actually very nice and clean. And if I was a Huddersfield fan, I'd have been quite happy. Um, Jack, thoughts on the pink away kit? I mean, it's definitely one for the for the hipsters. That isn't it. I mean. I, I'm, I'll be. I'm going to be like a moth to a light with that. I, I, my money is just going to is going to float out of my wallet uh, into one of those. Yeah, I'm. I'm the same as Steve, and I've got a uh, a pink training top as well. Uh, I'm a bit of a fiend for, as you've called it, the hipster tops. So I will be. I will be straight down to Craven Cottage to to cop one if that is what comes into fruition. There's nothing better than having a sort of mild sunburn at the start of the season against a, a pink kit. If there's, if there's nothing more British than that, I, I don't know what we can achieve. But I, I, I love the pink kits. Ever since that Juventus kit that Drake very famously wore on Instagram, like it's become a really big thing. And actually, like it is quite heartwarming to see big butch football fans wearing pink kits. Um, but yeah, I, I'm quite, I'm quite into it. And I'm looking forward to see if Fulham do actually go full hog and release a pink away shirt. Cause I'd be like you, Sammy, I would be spending ludicrous amounts of cash to get that over here. Yeah, I know. I mean, you have to spend even more, don't you, uh, to to get it yes. over to Canada nowadays. Uh, that's the decision that uh, you've made. Those shipping fees are uh, are not <laughs> cheap. Well, um, just to uh, get a bit of extra opinion, uh, we got some voice notes uh, from members of the Fulhamish team as to what they think uh, about the kit. Uh, so here they are. It's a good kit. It's a nice shirt. Um, I like the red. I think that people forget that you know red is incorporated in our badge. Therefore should be part of our shirt and uh, with the sponsor it looks pretty clean the collar's nice um, I like the fact that Adidas have changed their logo to sort of simplify it a little bit and yeah I just think it's a really nice shirt um, no complaints from me and I can't wait to see what uh, what the away one looks like but I think it's pretty smooth I think for me when judging a Fulham home kit the two things I care most about are that it's fairly simplistic and that it's got all of black, white and red on. And this one, this one does just that. I really, really like it. But I think what I took from Stephen Sheldake's article is that if we go down in 20th place, I'll end up hating it because he put a couple of the relegation shirts in there. And I thought, wow, no, I don't like those at all. But when I just judge it as a kit, it's a nice kit. But so often I judge a kit based on our success when wearing it. So hopefully we'll finish eighth and it will get credit from me for the kit that it is. Hi, Elizabeth here with my thoughts about the new kit. Um, firstly, I think it's a real shame that we've gone for another gambling sponsor, considering that we know the detrimental impact that gambling can have on so many people's lives. Um, but aside from that, I think it's a really swish kit. I like the asymmetry. I think it's cool. I think everyone wearing it looks great. Um, and I think even though it's not as show-stopping as this year, it's something that will really grow to like while it's on the pitch. Um, but more importantly, the away kit is yet to be announced, but we know from the teaser that it's going to be hot pink. And I think that's really exciting. Fulham Football Club finally making a kit for the girlies. Um, yeah, I wonder if it was the success of the training top this year 
or something like that. But yeah, I'm really, really pleased about that. Upon first glance, yeah, not my cup of tea at all, to be honest. However, I did say that over the 2010 kit and then that became probably my favourite kit of all time. However, that could be to do with the circumstances surrounding it. I don't know, it just looks like they've stitched a couple of short legs to the arms and I'm not a fan of the unsymmetrical red-white combo. If it had been white stripes then I think we'd be on to a winner. But anyway, also, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the season that we had Cav up front. It's got that same kind of feel to it. However, it's quite refreshing to see that we haven't just got another off-the-peg design. But yeah, six out of ten for me. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Me. Well, thank you very much to Jack Kelly, uh, Elizabeth Barnard, uh, George Cooper and George Roster uh, for all dropping uh, us uh, a voice note uh, with, with their thoughts on, on the kit. Um, an, an iconic line there from Elizabeth saying that the pink kit was one for the girlies, um, which I particularly enjoyed <laughs> her enthusiasm for that. Uh, I, I don't think let's let's not discriminate. It's one for the boys as well. I, I mean, all uh, literally you've got four boys here on the podcast who are all um, way too excited uh, than more, way more excited than they should be uh, about a, a pink kit. Um, Stephen, uh, a bit of a shame. Um, it's another uh, gambling sponsor. I don't know how to say it. Sabotop, Sbotop, Sbotop. Who cares? Frankly, um, they're not a proper bookmaker. Um, they're another one of these kind of based in the Isle of Man, Asian facing. Um, I always just, I, I weirdly associate these these sponsors with with clubs, and I've always just thought, oh, that's the lead sponsor. Um, it, I, it's, there's two sides to this, right? Like, I get that, like, Premier League football um, has become so high value and that it, it every penny counts, as we've talked about on this podcast so many times, and that it's kind of inevitable that the club are going to use the last few remaining years of gambling sponsors being okay to, to get the money. It's just another sign that ultimately pounds are much more important than morals to this football club. So, yeah, I mean, we just kind of it's 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 a it's a it's a nasty world and we just have to live in it. And and, and at the end of the day, I don't know. What what's your thoughts on it? It is a really tricky one. And unfortunately, as you say, Sammy, you know, so much of football and sport or particularly football is driven by money. And I think the reason it's such a, a frustrating point for our fan base is because I think we'd like to think of ourselves as a slightly different club for for various reasons. But the main one being that we are a family club and we have, as a fan base, very, very good core values. So when the club prioritise prioritise the income through, you know, uh, a sponsor that isn't morally very correct, um, it, it's diff- it grates on the fan base, I think, that care about it. And 
now you look across the Premier League and there's betting sponsors everywhere and you look across Fulham's history and it's this isn't anything new whatsoever. But I think it's where we're going into an age where we're starting to question things a bit more that we want to stand for something a bit uh, a bit more than just, you know, money. And it's quite a bittersweet moment. I was really happy when Man City won the Champions League. You know, Pep, amazing manager and, and a, you know, amazing team. But it also just reminded me of how much money runs football that, you know, so much invested and spent into that club and now they have this glory but uh, you know for what reasons and and at the end of the day i would be more peeved if this gambling ban wasn't coming into uh like in three seasons time i think you're just going to get loads of clubs with betting sponsors over these next three years to try and soak up as many pennies as possible and i imagine the majority of clubs will um, probably be, have betting sponsors on unless people are getting ahead of the trend but you know I don't think they will and at least this isn't a conversation we'll need to have in, in three years time so uh, just one of those unfortunate sides of football um, Ben I know you've always been um, uh, extremely anti betting sponsors um, in, in general and anti gambling and the marketing around it so I guess it won't be a massive shock that uh, you, you're not a massive fan of Sabotop being on uh, Fulham's kit no, I think you're absolutely right. And I've come out a few times and said I'm not a fan of it. I think you might see this as, as an over-exaggeration, but the SBO top seems so shady. It's almost like being sponsored by the mafia to to an extent. Like there are absolutely no no ties to, to this company whatsoever. I think it's, you know, there's been plenty of investigations into what SBO top really are. Uh, there was an investigation into W88 last year as well, and again, and Sport Pacer as well, which was Everton's sponsor for a long time. And I think gambling, at least in my personal opinion, is is akin to sponsorship of alcohol and cigarettes. You know, they 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 both have a, a all three have a very detrimental effect on someone's health and well being. And some people might not see it like this, but I certainly see it in a way that gambling is an addiction and it can make people incredibly sick um, over a period of time. And and people might not see it as that, as some sort of illness, but actually like opening up your phone and going on Bet365 or Betfred and placing random bets everywhere puts you in quite a lot of jeopardy. And I think actually it does need to be more heavily regulated. There are a lot of people that suffer as a result of gambling and betting and it can envelop them before they even realize what's happening. So I'm I'm a huge proponent of banning um, gambling sponsorship in in all shapes and forms. And actually, uh, in North America recently, it's only just become legal to have betting involved. And already, off, it, it was legislation that was passed just two years ago, or three years ago now, I think. And already, they're looking to pass legislation to block it. I'm glad this ban is coming into effect. I wish it was closer than 2026, to be honest. And um, I think you're already starting to see a trend in football anyway, where some of the bigger clubs are moving away from betting sponsorships, you know, um, outside, I, you know, from memory, not anyone in the top six has a betting sponsor. They all have sponsors elsewhere. Um, and it's only the clubs, you know, mid to lower leagues that actually have betting sponsors now. Um, again, this is because they need to secure some sort of funding, but it'll be interesting to see how clubs work around that in, in the future. Yeah. I mean, Jack, I guess, especially clubs that are Fulham size aren't able to get these kind of multi-million, uh, multi-year deals with, with the kind of bigger brands. And so 
it's just a fight to the bottom really, isn't it? And I just, I'm just not shocked anymore. And we've had this debate so many times about Fulham's soul and, and what it means to us. Are we a family club? Are we a club that cares about its community? And I, I, I was lost a good year or a bit ago to just accepting that this is what Fulham is. And I will still support the club. I, I don't see the club with the kind of misty eyes that I used to. I'm not romantic. I'm not massively romantic about certainly the running of the club. I'm romantic and misty eyed about our history and our beautiful stadium and, and things like that. But there, there is no more romance. There is no more mystique to how, what a beautiful football club is. And, you know, as much as I enjoyed the shiny marketing video about our new kit today and, like look like it was caring about the community and all of that. Yeah, it's great, but it's just to sell a few shirts. Yeah, I think you've all kind of hit the nail on the head that it is a massive problem. Um, gambling as a whole is, you know, there's so much problem with addiction at the moment and, you know, is enough being done? That's a that's a whole other debate. And I think the fact that, you know, gambling is so prominent within sport and particularly, you know, on football shirts, it is it just leaves a bit of a bit a bitter taste in your mouth, especially when you consider, you know, the the new sponsor, who they are and, you know, their lack of ties and whatnot. And it's it really is frustrating, um, the fact that Fulham associate themselves with, you know, a, a company of that manner. But like you said, I'm not shocked by it anymore. It's just it's it's so inevitable and unfortunately in a in a in a business as cutthroat as football, um, people are gonna just try and, you know, milk it as much as possible, as as bad as that is. And you know, we've 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 seen that, that the Khans aren't afraid to, you know, try and get as many pennies out of anything as possible. So the fact that their ventures are now moving from one dodgy betting company to another, I, I I'm really, really not surprised by it. Yeah, and I think also it's important at this point to to um, indicate that these Asian-facing bookmakers, and we did a brilliant episode uh, about a year ago with Philippe Claire, and um, he kind of explained all about what these companies like W88 and, and Spotop stand for. And this isn't actually necessarily a debate about the rights and wrongs of gambling. It's not William Hill or Betfred. It's It's... These companies, you can't open accounts for them. Well, they're supposed to seem a little bit more open to the UK than W88 did. At least there was a functioning English website to it. But they are definitely pointed at the illegal Asian markets and the and the links to, to, to criminals and gangs and stuff is, is kind of there and very well documented. Uh, Spotop have been involved in some uh, scandals um, over the years. Uh, their, their Wikipedia is a particularly uh, interesting read. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that... And you only have to look at the uh, the offices of these places where it often looked like something like a, uh, just like a garage that you might rent on Gumtree um, to, to realize that, uh, yeah, these companies are, are, are almost deliberately opaque, but they end up on our shirts. And most of us don't blink an eye. We don't know, really know what they are. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, it's a link really that I think is, is going to stick in football until those gambling regulations change in 2026. And I, I'm almost certain that there will be a new gambling come then. There'll be a new industry that uh, everyone's up in arms about and uh, that football uh, inevitably turns towards probably crypto, if we're honest. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens then. Uh, one other thing uh, in the news today, it, I did say it was going to be a quick fire pod. Uh, we'll mostly save this for the transfer show on Monday. We'll know a bit more details about it. But um, 
Yes, Steve, and everyone's a little bit unhappy that it looks like Willian uh, will not be uh, signing a contract and staying at Fulham. Uh, he's rejected Fulham's offer uh, according to the evening standard of, of a one-year deal. Uh, we did actually talk about this on the transfer show a couple of weeks ago that he wants two years um, and Fulham only want to offer him one. Um, I don't know. A lot of people are angry about this. I'm not. I kind of am a little bit more on the side of the club. I'm interested to know what your thoughts on this are. Uh, unfortunately, we obviously don't know the ins and outs of the deals at the moment, as in you know what Fulham offered, what William was demanding. Um, so it's a bit up in the air at the moment. I am really disappointed. I think we reignited William's career, and he showed us what he could do with you know that phenomenal goal of the season against Forest. And he was just one of those like you know players that you just enjoyed watching on the ball unbelievable confidence now he wasn't going to bomb it up and down the pitch uh every game for 90 minutes you know at a certain age of his career as a winger um but you know he he added a touch of class to Fulham and that's what we like and I think what's really important now is what is Fulham's plan or plan b why they didn't go uh you know all guns blazing to make sure William stayed perhaps they have someone else in mind perhaps they have some younger players in mind um one of the weird things about the video, the Fulham video, I really, really loved it, the kit launch. Um, it was really cheesy and cringy, but also I really loved it at the same time. Like, just seeing Mitrovic and Pelinha in the kits, I know there's no dead cert as to them staying, but it just made me feel like, well, at least there's our kit and at least there's a couple of key figures showing it off. You know, if they were dead certs to leave, they, they probably wouldn't do that. So, you know, fingers crossed there's a little, maybe a little indication there that we won't look into too much, but... If we keep up with those two, then uh, at least we'll have a base uh, to build on. And I, I just a bit, I'm a bit wary about uh, the not the only the lack of transfer stuff, but the lack of negotiations, internal negotiations with the current setup we have, we're able to get over the line at the moment. Uh, but of course, that's more of a discussion for Monday. So, yeah, um, and Jams, I just think, I mean, everyone's forget I. I know that Willian seems to defy age and and I think he might be one of those players that but he's a winger he turns 35 in August so he's going to be 35 by the time the season starts I don't think that offering a 35 year old a two year deal particularly when you maybe have a left wing option in Manor Solomon not that he's guaranteed to stay either I mean, most clubs wouldn't even think about it, wouldn't even consider it. A lot of clubs don't offer two years contracts to players over 30. So I, I can kind of see where the club's coming from all this. It's one year, Willian, maybe with an option, take it or leave it. No, totally agree. Um, you don't offer a 35-year-old a two-year deal, really. it's Everything should be a rolling one-year deal at that point. I mean, I'm disappointed to see it him potentially go because I think he had a, a, re a big redemption arc last season it looked like his career had been, had been written off really and it was great to see him come back with a bang you know some some brilliant goals last year and the one against Forest was great the, the one against Leicester was also really nice where he kept mm. cut in off the left hand side that was a brilliant goal too but I, I do tend to think that offering him a two year deal off the back of a season that came essentially out of nowhere is probably a wrong move. You could put that money elsewhere and, and you know, for a younger talent, maybe you could probably pluck from a, a developing league and hopefully go and make some money back off them. You couldn't do that off of, Willi off of William because he's going to have no resale value whatsoever. And essentially what you're banking on is that he retires here. 
um, which would be a strange move for Fulham. I also, yeah, just to add one final point, this is a very much an American way of looking at, or a North American way, sorry, of, of building a squad. You don't offer big deals. They would much rather use the money elsewhere and, you know, it's take it or leave it. Um, and I think that's the right thing to do. And Jack, I can I, I can also see Willian's point of view. He's proven himself uh, again in the Premier League last season. And he probably thinks there might be a club out there in the Premier League that will offer him a two-year deal because there will be some desperate clubs come the end of August. And if Willian's out there, they know that he can do it at this level. He can do a job. That and But the, the, the deal is give, give me a two-year deal. I can I can also see it from his side why he wouldn't necessarily just uh, go and accept a one year because this is this is literally the last chance he has at a payday. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with you. You know, I think he's had a really tricky few years. Obviously, at Arsenal, then he went back to Brazil, and then he's back in back in London. I think more than anything, he probably just wants a little bit of stability in terms of he wants to be yeah. at the same place for for a, a long duration and, and he, he thought that that place was Fulham and I can see both sides of the argument I do want William to stay I think last season he was fantastic and his technical ability off the left is is really really something that's going to be quite difficult to, to find at, at, at good value but again is a two year deal the wisest move from Fulham probably probably not so I, I am quite glad that we, we've not gone for that and you know I'm sure more information is going to come out about this William deal over the next few days Obviously, Manuel Solomon, you, you touched on him. His future is so unknown at the moment in terms of whether he's going to go to Fulham, or Tottenham or anyone else like that. So it looks like that we're definitely going to be in the market for at least one winger, probably two, though. Well, um, much more on this and uh, all the other uh, Fulham transfer gossip. No more. There'll be no doubt there'll be more over the weekend uh, on the FFC transfer show. It'll be me, uh, Jack, Joe and our transfer insider, Dean Jones, uh, spilling all I tell you what, if you listened to the transfer show two weeks ago, we were talking about this because Dean Jones has got his fingers in pies. He's got he's got the he's got the network. He's got the web. So uh, if you haven't listened to the transfer show already, then make sure you do and uh, stay ahead of the curve on everything FFC transfer wise. Um, it's been a nice little almost emergency like pod today, um, but really, really enjoyed it. Uh, Stephen, thank you. Uh, absolute pleasure. Thanks, Sammy. Jack Stroudley, thank you. Cheers, mate. And Ben Jarman, happy ferrying, happy Canada Day, and have a lovely weekend. Thank you, mate. Thank you so much for having me on. Good to chat. Yeah, awesome. Uh, We'll have uh, all the transfer gossip on Monday, but until then, have a great weekend. Come on, you whites. See you, those.